you know, I've had 105 episodes where almost categorically I have openly kind of beat up our side of the industry, our side of the desk. I think it's about time someone really acknowledged some of the things that we don't do so very well on the agency side. Now, I'll qualify that and say it's kind of in the system. It's kind of inbred and it's kind of part of the process. But today I'm actually going to talk and have a full episode defending some of the things that us agencies have to deal with that you guys may not know. This is part of that whole process of learning the whole circle, which I think makes you a better traveler. So today, in defense of agencies on Travel Evolved. This is Travel Evolved. Welcome to the episode, everybody. And I am super excited to be up here on the deck, I'm trying to mix up the location a little bit. It's going to be a little windy. This condenser mic is pretty sensitive, but I wanted to just switch it up a little bit. I like doing things outside when I can. I tried to do this yesterday, but they were actually practicing for the Pacific Air Show, which if you've ever been out in Southern California, holy cow. Fighter pilots and fighter planes. Last year it was at Thunderbirds. I don't know who they were doing this year, but yesterday they were practicing. The day before they were practicing, it's insanely loud, so there was pretty much no place inside or outside I could record that episode. So we'll see how we do today. There's lots of helicopters and else flying around, so I'll kind of pre-apologize, but I just wanted to change it up and get outside. It's been a, a beautiful fall so far, and just want to enjoy some weather. So welcome to the episode. This is kind of a different one, as I said in the intro. Like I said, I've, I've probably beat up us agencies, certainly more than any other CEO I know. I think there are some legitimate things, and we're going to talk about them right away, that we just don't do that well. And there's reasons why. I'll try to explain some of those. This is one of those episodes, again, that I think if you listen to this episode, you're going to understand a little bit more of the mindset of an agency. I think this is one of the more valuable episodes because I think you can take this information and really kind of understand what you're up against. And I don't mean that to sound cryptic or like, you know, we're the evil empire. What I'm saying is that there are things that happen on our side of the industry that we unfortunately don't have a lot of control over. And I wanted I want to defend us all as a group on this episode. And I do think it's going to be valuable for you to take your travel game to another level because it will help you, I think, just to kind of understand the mindset of an agency. And understanding the mindset is going to allow you to make better decisions, to really, uh, I think, think wisely, to use a lot of emotional intelligence when it comes to how your recruiter or your agency is dealing with you on certain aspects. It'll give you an understanding to know what you can and can't kind of get away with. And, and I just think it does, in fact, round you out a lot more as a more evolved traveler. So this one's been coming for a long time. And um, I think right now it's very timely just because of the, the situation that we're kind of all in. So... Uh, you know, it's, it just is, as they say, what it is, which is a phrase I use a lot, and it's a phrase I can't stand, but it's just part of our, part of my, my repertoire that I, I do and say now. So anyway, thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for joining us on Travel Evolved. Uh, we've got some really, really great episodes coming up. Um, we'll start off, I guess, today by talking a little bit more about the trends in the industry, and, and we're going to kind of, you know, incorporate that in today's episode. It has been a very, very unique uh, time period for travel healthcare. Like I've said on a couple of more recent episodes, we went through this a lot in 2007 to 2009, even in, into 2010, but it was kind of foreseen. Um, a lot of it was economically tied back then. It was almost all fully economically tied. And I think that I haven't addressed the fact that it's probably economically tied here again. You know, again, what we, what we haven't discussed is the the consumer in the model the patient so to speak and obviously i'm not just talking about elective surgeries and things that are on, on a patient's um i guess scale of whether or not they want to uh 
proceed with that procedure. We are still talking about the fact that people are struggling in this country financially, and when it comes to their own personal health care and their own personal well-being, let's be frank, we saw it during COVID you know, early on, people tend to, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, kind of uh, ignore some things that they don't normally ignore when, when they have a little bit more jingle in their pocket, a little more cash flow. So I think we're experiencing that. There's one wrinkle that I haven't addressed with Travel Evolve so far this, I guess, spring and summer. And there's, again, we got racing cars around here. It's just, hey, welcome to Southern California. But it does add into the mix of things. It, do, it is part of the whole process. We talked a lot about, you know, the, 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 uh, the abundance of travel health care right, uh, professionals right now. We have talked a lot about how it just kind of feels like uh, there's a lot of people saying, hey, I'm not taking a job for that low. Even though, as predicted on Travel Evolved even many years ago, we said things would come back down to reality. I did say they would not go to what they were. Guys, in 2019, the average bill rate, and I'm talking about for, you know, let's say a telemetry or an ER nurse, was somewhere around $72, uh, if you can believe that. And the pandemic hit, I mean, I'm talking about like middle of 2019. Nowadays, we are still seeing, you know, an average rate being somewhere in that, in, you know, close to $100, 95 to $100, which to me is, is a still a significant increase. We knew that would be the case. I said that the one great thing, if there is, that's just a weird thing to say, that, that occurred during the, the pandemic and during the crisis staffing time was that I think hospitals realized that many of them, many of the, the, the higher ups in hospitals and facilities realized that healthcare professionals and, and especially ones that travel were more valuable than I think what they thought before. They were always kind of like us. I mean, you guys sometimes treat an agency like we're a necessary evil, I think. As you guys know from, from traveling, a lot of hospital administrators treat travelers like they're a necessary evil. Sometimes they don't like you because you're making all the money and all the different cliches that we know aren't necessarily true in our world, but that's just the reality. Well, during the pandemic, I think they had a, a much larger appreciation for what you guys did. I know that there was some permanent staff that were very envious and jealous of the money you were making and kind of almost took that to a new level, saying you guys are just in it for the money. But at the end of the, the, you know, the cycle, you guys allowed those facilities to make a ton of money, <laughs> a lot more than they were paying you, let's be frank. I know one of the big systems had their best year in 2020 and 2021. So it is as they say what it is and now it's twice i've said it so right now right now i did talk to one of our vendors her word to me one of the account managers one of our major vendors said she said this was maybe two weeks ago she said hospitals don't want to put any bill rates out they're struggling across the board they are struggling with permanent staff they're overworking their permanent staff they're overworking their travelers they don't want to pay higher bill rates but they're desperate it's just a weird time and usually that doesn't last i don't know how it can there will be patient errors, error. there will be issues and things that will cause them to have to be forced to kind of go in and either raise their rates to get a higher quality traveler or more travelers. In other words, offering more than one position and not having their, their permanent staff and their travel staff being so overworked. But it was fascinating because in talking to this vendor, you know, they're, they're talking with dozens and if not hundreds of companies all over the place and all the time and she was saying we have no idea we have no idea we just know that our hospitals are screaming for help but that when we try to give them a gu you know guidance and advice and that's what they do they're, they're oftentimes there to help the 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 hospital have a rate and, and negotiate rates and produce rates that are i'm talking about bill rates by the way that make sense to travelers and they're always trying to help their client go with a lower rate but also a rate that's going to get fulfillment and they were saying this this gal was saying account manager that they weren't listening to them they were not willing to go up to rates that would allow them to have more submissions and more uh, more candidates and potentially even more fulfillment so what it is that they're just saying we're only going to pay a certain amount of money they're going to run short staff they're going to overwork the travelers they're going to work the the permanent staff and that's just kind of the way it is and that's the way it probably is going to be for quite a while um, I do think there's going to be a break. Again, uh, we're recording this here in September. I think we'll probably still release it maybe in September. I know the team's getting super busy, but we're in the kind of the beginnings early of, of fall of 2023. And it is, there are new positions we haven't seen in a long time, different locations that are seen to be struggling that we haven't, but the volume of total positions is remaining relatively low. The rates, however, are, are decent. Again, my idea of decent says that we've had, you know, roughly a 25% increase over the last three years in what the average bill rate is, according to what I can see. And that 
doesn't mean for a traveler that's only been doing this two or three years, it looks like a 100% decrease in many cases or a 75% decrease. For those travelers that were thinking that that was gonna be rate, as I said before, that was just not realistic. It's not gonna be where it is, but I think you guys are still in a good position if you're willing to take some assignments that may not be, um, I guess two different things. You can take some tougher to fill assignments, which should pay better, or you can settle and take some lower rates to stay gainfully employed right now. But the smart travelers are figuring out how to make ends meet and how to do some things. Some of them are, are leaving and going on staff. Some are doing some per diem work. Whatever works for you, as I've always said, is what you should be doing. You guys know better than any recruiter. You know better than any CEO what's best for you. So listen to your own heart and listen to your own advice on what you want to do. So at any rate, there you go. So let's start with the episode again here today. The first thing I want to say, as you guys notice, I'm a little bit unique in that I think agencies have a lot of blame and a lot of responsibility for the things that we do negatively in our industry. And there's a lot, and there's a lot there. And I'm lumping all of us in, and even though I'm gonna defend you know, myself and defend a handful of companies that I think are doing their best to try to disrupt the industry and make some changes, as a whole, we still have issues. And the number one issue, in my opinion, again, you're gonna hear this from me and nobody else, no one ever is gonna admit this, but Agencies are greedy. They just are. You see that with, we saw it very clearly with the pandemic when the rates were increasing, the agency margins increased. And if they were doing their calculations right, even though the taxable income was the one that was increasing the most and the agency had to pay taxes, they should have had a sliding scale, most of us did, that, that allowed for that. So the fact was that, yes, we had a lot more money out there. I mean, twice as much money in most cases because the bill rates were twice as much, so we were paying twice as much. All that money was out there and hospitals owed it, so there was that cost of that money, but we were still making twice the amount of money on the same percentage of, of margin, which is what most companies should have done and stayed at doing. What I saw was, was agencies increasing their margin because it was so hidden, so easy to do that most travelers didn't know. It was kind of like that gas, and you see the people in the gas where they're, they're, they've got their rates and they look at the guy across the street or kitty corner from them saying, what are you gonna be offering? Because I wanna be right there. We don't wanna have somebody who's 10 cents less than somebody else. So they play that game. And I think agencies were playing that game a lot too. They could see what people were offering. They wanted to be strong paying, if not top paying, but they also were increasing their margins. If, if the next guy was doing it, why wouldn't we do it? That's, that was kind of the mentality. And I didn't do it. I will be out, I'm on, go on a record. Those of you that work for me, no, we didn't. Um, but there was a ton of companies that were. I think there was some companies that didn't, but it seemed to me like overwhelmingly everyone's margin was increasing and it was crazy because we were all making more money. So greed is one of those things that um, it just kind of creeps in. I think there are, there are compelling reasons. I've, I've had some friends and some people that, it seems like lately there's been a lot of travel healthcare professionals that are looking at starting their own company and, and you see that greed factor affect them. Not necessarily that they're greedy, but the people that are associated with them become greedy or their investors become greedy. It's, it, it rears its ugly head. This is a, a unique industry in the fact that I will share with you today some of the things that you guys are going to be surprised that we get hit with or blamed for that you probably never even thought about. And that is oftentimes a catalyst for why some of these margins start bumping up. Because if we're going to keep getting charged for literally from the facility, from the vendor, from the traveler for every single thing, it does affect the margins. So the overwhelming message for today's episode, one of the things I will tell you is that oftentimes when I look on social media and I see comments made by travelers, it's almost always blaming the agency. Yeah, the agency's this, the agency's that. Sometimes you guys really have to take a deep breath and say, you know, we should also potentially be blaming other travelers who aren't as good and strong as I am. There are travelers that hurt this industry. There are travelers out there, a lot of them, that actually compel agencies to increase their margins to overset the expenses that bad travelers create for them. And that's just a fact. And I'll tell you what this is down the road here. Hospitals don't pay us any more money if the traveler's bad. The agencies ding us. The vendors, I'm sorry, the, the hospitals ding us. The vendors ding us. And the travelers oftentimes expect us to, to make good on promises based upon fulfilled contracts when they have oftentimes, you know, many travelers aren't fulfilling their contracts. So it's, it's a unique kind of principle, but it, it will explain to you guys a little bit of why things happen the way that they do. The trends and the margins increase the way that they are. So here's what I'll tell you right now. Agencies have control over how big a slice of the pie they're taking for their margin. I've defended recently, I've talked about large companies, I did the monolith uh, company last time. 
there are reasons why the margins get bigger oftentimes with growth and for good reasons, but there is this, and I'll admit this to you guys right now, there are companies out there that just increase their margin because they, they can. They want to make a little bit more money. It's no different than a vendor going from a 4% to a 5% margin. That 1% doesn't seem like a lot, but it creates you know close to a million dollars potentially, if not plus, more than that for some of those larger vendors in instant bottom line revenue. So when an agency decides that they're going to increase their margin by 1%, depending upon the size of that agency, that can be a significant increase across the board and one that they feel each individual traveler won't really notice that they're only making $20, $30 less a week taxable income. But if that company is big and they have 2,000, 2,500 people working for them, you can see how that little hourly difference makes huge wrinkles from dropping right from the top line directly down to the bottom line profit. So greed comes into play, and I've always kind of said, I think this is the industry that I've been ashamed at. I think the legitimate feeling that travelers have of agencies, especially private agencies that kind of aren't publicly traded, that can set their own margin. There are some leg very legitimate complaints and questions from travelers about the, the agency and money and, and the kind of money that we make that I think is legitimate. And I can't deny it. I'm not going to try to deny it. There are companies out there that absolutely are greedy. I know who they are. You guys are starting to figure out who they are because you're starting to get smarter and smarter about that. But it's the truth. It's the fact. That part of the process, regardless of how big you're getting or what kind of necess you know, necessary margins you have to maintain, there is always that optional decision to increase your margins based upon the kind of profit that you want to make or the kind of profit that your shareholders or uh, you know your investors are looking at making and that just sneaks in that's legitimate the other thing I want to I want to kind of explain and, and point out more than explain really just point out that I'm that I'm aware of this is that the lack of support from people in my position and anybody really in management in agencies tends to really kind of rear its ugly head you guys are really out there on your own you have a recruiter oftentimes as your liaison, your voice to that company, but you guys have known from experience. Lots of times, again, again, agency dependent, sometimes that recruiter is just there to listen, to give you some lip service. They have very little control over the quality of your assignment. More so than not, anymore I'm hearing that the recruiter is just the bullying voice of the company that is oftentimes bullying you to not, you know, to not leave an assignment, to not to 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 extend where you are. Um, to not be blackballed or we're not going to be able to work for us anymore like that's at any value because there's, a, you know, 500 other companies look exactly like them out there. But there is lack of support. You guys have experienced this. When's the last time you talked to a company and you got to somebody at a VP or, or CEO or, or upper management level that truly actually listened, cared, and did something about your complaint? If you have, I think that's a decent company. That's somebody that you want to you want to stick with. They're doing their best to try, and if they actually legitimately did help you and solve your problem, I think that's relatively unique in history. And that's what I'm pointing out here today is that the lack of support high up, other than recruiter, other than potentially an account manager, I think personally is really lacking in this industry and has been for a long time. They don't care, and and that's just the way it goes. The one thing that I think that I'd like to see change. I know we're changing it, but the lack of, or the only unwillingness to pursue changes in the industry. I say, you know, they, you know the saying: if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, which I have trouble saying, <laughs> using bad English. But that's just what it is, right? That's a saying for a reason. If companies are making money, they oftentimes have zero motivation to try to better the industry it takes disruptors and people like me and i'm not the only one by the way i'm not patting myself on the back but you guys know i am truly doing my best to disrupt this industry that i absolutely believe needs disrupting i mean my gosh it is 2023 and we are still literally doing things like we were doing in 1999 i know from experience because i got in this industry in 1999 wow I'm that old. I've been in this doing this for that long. And it is the same exact thing. Yeah, some technology has changed as far as, you know, from faxing to texting to you know, emails and the way that we utilize things. Certainly there was no social media back then. But the common industry model is identical. It is still a recruiter-based model. They are still out there. The mechanisms for which recruiters reach you is changes all the time. I actually see those Facebook groups that are just limited to meme postings are going by the wayside. They're dropping their numbers because 
the people that run those groups are unwilling to be open to new ideas. We get kicked out of those all the time because they want me to post a job. Well, our jobs change literally every minute. So I don't want to post a job and have it be obsolete 20 minutes later while we're wasting your time having you chase a job that's no longer there. Use an app and you can see if the job's there faster. They'll get it at some point. It will change. Those groups will be obsolete, but those owners feel like they've got something, like they're important and they don't want to... We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hold your post. All right, fine. We'll just go to the other 10,000 Facebook groups that have the exact same message, the exact same participants in it. But most companies don't want to try to make some changes. Now, there are a few smart ones out there that have been, you know, I call them the good old boy model. They've been around for a long time, but they actually are doing some work at finally recognizing that concepts like next-gen med staff and other ones out there, other things that are completely different, have a potential value for them down the road. I think there's some companies out there that are realizing they want to be important and they want to still remain uh, an industry leader. They're going to have to always be looking at what's next. And, and I think smart CEOs and smart um, managers of companies do that. And I think there's, we're starting to see that. I will tell you this, three years ago, over three years ago now, when we were doing our beta test, almost four years ago, when we were beta testing our product with, with a, a completely recruiterless model, we would get quite a few, oh, no, I, I need a recruiter. You know, just instant, not even opening up the idea, but instant, I need that. That seems so completely out of whack and crazy. And I, I understood that, and I was prepared for that. But over the last six months, it's amazing because we can see, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll reach out to somebody, and we have, a, we have a history there. We can see the thread, we can see the text. And it's not interested, no, thank you. And all of a sudden, yeah, well, I got an iPhone. Why don't you send me that iPhone link? I'd like to check it out. Instead of going to iTunes myself, I'd just send it to me directly. And it's amazing how people are changing their opinion. People that were like, absolutely not, no, thank you, I want a recruiter. And, and they're being nice about it. Two, three years ago are now saying, yeah, let me check that out. Because they're realizing that a recruiter does, in fact, cost them money. And that's just one example of somebody who's willing to look at a potential change for the better like we are. I think that's a big thing in the industry that a lot of CEOs and a lot of companies themselves are just completely unwilling to look at change, which unfortunately doesn't help you guys, the traveler. It doesn't help the industry at all. If it stays the same, how does it get better for everybody involved? And, you know, again, it's not going to get better for the, well, it could get better for the, for the, the facility. It's been good for agencies. It, it, this actually may if agency, I think agencies look at this as if it's not going to be better, but if they were really forward-thinking, they'd realize that after a step or two backwards, they're going to go five steps forward. But, again, that's just unique thinking that not everyone seems to have. So, lastly, I think one, and one of the more bigger things, besides greed, of course, is the hidden agenda or just the hidden business side of, of our industry, which is what you guys know I'm completely willing to talk 100% about. I don't see why it's such an, well, I know why it's, a, it's hidden. It's hidden because each company just is scared to death about you really truly figuring out what they're making. Now, if they were smarter, they would explain like I have here, some of our costs and the reason why money is expensive, especially right now, if you're a startup company and you've got interest and you're borrowing money on a line of credit, oh my gosh, I can't believe what that would be for you. It's got to be a lot. Um, you know, we were investor-based, and, and we set out on stuff. But if we had to go and get money right now, oh my, I can't imagine what that would be. So we were lucky that we got our growth and we got our, ourselves in a really great position two years ago. But if you're brand new starting out, I mean, the cost of money right now is insane. And that's always what I've said is our biggest value is the cost of money. But let's talk openly about it. If you guys knew more about the number side, which I've always said is simplistic, it's one of the easiest things to understand of any industry, if you guys were willing to look at that, you would realize that what we do is not complicated and it shouldn't be worth 30 plus percent of a bill rate in order to do that. What you're paying for is that recruiter who's out there making phone calls and making commission. That, that's a manpower thing that is very cost inefficient, that costs a ton of money, and you're constantly you know, doing the, the churn and burn with that and revolving door. And it creates that, that expensive atmosphere, which creates those higher margins. But talk openly about it. The more educated a traveler is, we think, the more valuable we look. And I know that we're unique in that fact. I mean, there are companies that, trust me, do not want you to know because they won't look as good once you understand those numbers. And we think that's the complete opposite. It's, it's so much fun to be sitting here 
or to be talking to somebody on the phone saying, yeah, I'll tell you exactly. It's a $95 bill rate. Here's the 5% that goes to that. That costs this much for them. Here's what's left. Here's how much is going to go to Uncle Sam and your taxable income. And here's what you can do tax-free. You talk to your CPA, find out what he or she wants you to do. It's all right there. Yep, we're at, you know, in this our case, a 17% margin now. Here it is. Bam. Take a look at it. What do you want to do? And it's fun because we always say compare our rates to something else. Nobody can compete with a 17% margin. Wow, I'm on, on a soapbox now. <laughs> I'll get off that. The whole point here that I'm making is really that it shouldn't be a hidden agenda. And that's one of the things I will completely admit that our industry is full of a bunch of people that are scared to death about you guys listening to this and this podcast. Go all the way back to series episode number one. They don't want you hearing this. They do not want you understanding. And now what they're doing is telling you we can't tell you the bill rate because they don't want you to know even though you'll find out once you get to your assignment. You guys need to be asking questions. You need to be looking at who is paying you more money for the exact same thing. If a company has just an amazing, I don't really know, recruiter or personnel or something that is a very compelling reason why you would be willing to give up $150, $200 a week per week, gross you know, taxable dollars on your assignment, I'd like to know what that is. It, there, I'm sure there's somebody out there that believe that that's true, and that probably is true for many of you. But that comes to you know almost $18,000 a year just on a 36-hour work week if, you're, if that's the way you're going to play, let alone with some of the other things you guys are doing. So be super, super careful with that. All right, so let's, let's get into the meat of this thing. All those things being said, yep, we're bad at this, we're bad at that, we're bad at this, we're bad at that. Admittedly, I think agencies are part of the biggest problem in our industry in general. And... It's not all, but it's, it's becoming most. Uh, I just feel that that, that that is the case. And you'll seeing it rear its ugly head more now when things are tight than you ever have before. You didn't recognize it during COVID because it was there really bad. But now it's, it's more noticeable. You guys are seeing that, that greed. You're seeing that hidden agenda. You're seeing the unwillingness to look at anything. And you're just being forced and bullied to do things that you necessarily you know, may not, not want to be doing. So... Here's the things that today I want to shed some light on to give you a little bit of understanding what you might be up against. The sweeping statement I'll say here right now is that you don't realize it potentially, but agencies are usually the ones that are required to foot the bill for most things that go wrong on an assignment. Now, I don't want you to hear me out on this. Let's just start off with fines. Vendors and hospitals are and have been for many years now, but it's, it's, it's ramping up, are fining us agencies for everything that a traveler doesn't do well. For example, if they accept an offer, actually, we'll even back up a little bit. You may be surprised to know that we're being judged by you guys getting offers and not taking them. So every vendor does that. They keep track of how many offers they give to XYZ company. So when you guys apply to five different positions with five different companies and you, you're, you're going to make four companies have a negative stab or slash against them with a vendor if you get put in front of a job and you get an offer that you don't take. I don't have a great answer for that. I'm not telling you guys not to do that. I totally understand what you're doing. I just want you to understand that many vendors are now keeping track of this company had 10 people that were submitted and three of them did not accept the offer that they were given. And they're knocking us and, and judging us on, on the willingness for them and for us to continue to participate in that vendor's contracts based upon those kind of statistics. I understand what the vendor's doing it, but again, this is one of those, in my opinion, kind of almost, not even almost, I think an unfair assessment of an agency's ability to control a traveler. This is what causes the bullying. If you guys want me to know where I'm going with this, if you wonder why your agency is being so tough on you and threatening you and blackballing you and telling you you can't work with them, this is why. Because the vendor or you know the hospital through the vendor is is evaluating us or even potentially fining us, which happens when you accept a job and you don't show up. I mean, it happens all the time, right? You guys find a job, you either change your mind, you realize you can't afford the housing, you find a better offer. Again, I'm not, no judgment here, but when a traveler, maybe it's not you, maybe it's the other people that aren't watching us, when they accept a job and then they don't actually go to it, I don't care if it's a, you know, a car issue, a family emergency, or they just decided not to go, we oftentimes are getting fined. Now, again, agencies oftentimes will threaten to pass that fine along to you. And I've told you guys before, it's a tough one to enforce. I mean, are they really gonna, are we really going to go after you and sue you in small claims court if you sign a contract? I mean, I guess there are companies out there that do it. I don't think it's worth it. I would just rather you guys really want to take the assignment. But there's not a whole heck of a lot we can do. But understand that 
The more that vendors and hospitals charge the agency, the thicker our margins are going to become because we have to offset those costs. And unfortunately, the one that's going to pay for it are the good travelers that actually take their assignment because they're, they're the ones that are going to have a lowered rate to, for all the other bad travelers out there that are doing this. So if you want to get in a soapbox on social media, tell travelers to stop taking contracts and then not going to them or walking off an assignment, backing out. Again, there's not a judgment in this episode. I've defended this repeatedly. I'm just telling you from an agency standpoint that we've been fined a lot recently, and I've even told travelers recently, hey, if this isn't for you, then you know I'm not going to hold you the contract. There's been some weird kind of little voice kind of things and kind of some some suspect things that some people have taken. We've talked about openly beforehand. I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. You're the one that talked to this individual, this manager. And they're like, I don't know. I've said, hey, listen, if it doesn't make sense and it's just a horrible assignment, I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire and force you to do something that's going to make you concerned about your license or make you completely miserable. I'd rather you work for me for the long time. That being said, there's not many people that do that because... They're getting judged, fined, and potentially even kicked off of, of contract systems because they're allowing travelers to walk off assignments. It's a, it's a slippery slope, I'm telling you. But again, you guys aren't getting hit. Your names aren't typically out there. We'll talk about that here in a second. But it's the agency that's, that's instantly being penalized, either financially or with reputation from that vendor. And they're concerned about their ability to be able to get all the contracts. Sometimes I've seen people go, an agency go from having all the contracts to 80% because a bunch of systems said, we don't want that agency anymore because their, their nurses and their travelers and their allied professionals keep quitting and walking off the assignment, even though we're running a hellhole here. They're blaming us, which means they're booting it out. Again, supply and demand, they'll get us back there again. But it's its real, and you guys probably don't recognize that. If you're upset with somebody, I'm trying to tell you, sometimes maybe shift your, your, your blame, if you will, that there is and are travelers out there that absolutely hurt this industry. And it's not the hospital's fault. It's not the vendor's fault. It's not the agency's fault. It's probably not your fault. But every bad traveler does, in my opinion, cost the good traveler money. The more often they are, the, the more prevalent they are, the more they're going to cost the industry, which means this is why companies start to increase their margins. They're getting hit for everything. I've even had a vendor recently that started tracking how many of our travelers are accepting extension offers, even when the extension offer is going down by a $10 an hour bill rate difference, which means in our case, you know, you've got tax or whatever, but it, it, most of it's coming right out of the traveler's pocket, especially at a 17% margin company. So it's mostly the taxable income and Uncle Sam. So they're not feeling it all the way, but it's Uncle Sam that's, lo- that's losing money and it's mostly the travelers. Not really us. We're losing 17% of $10, $1.70. The traveler and Uncle Sam are missing the rest, but we're being evaluated by a traveler again hear that not accepting extension at a reduced rate by let's just say six bucks an hour or 550 an hour over 36 hours and we're getting hit for that not the traveler legitimately you know saying no to a job that that i get it you, you it doesn't make sense to you anymore it was making sense they kept dropping the rate now it absolutely is to the point where it doesn't make sense anymore but they're still going to say, oh, there's a ding against this company because that traveler didn't accept a lowered, crappy <laughs> offer for an extension. Believe it or not, I actually had a traveler. We got dinged. They showed up on our list on, with one vendor. They offered her a job, and it was in Hawaii, believe it or not, and they canceled the job. Now, it turned out on the other side of the big island, they offered her another position, but we still got dinged for her not doing an assignment that the hospital canceled literally after she'd already bought her plane ticket now they were the hr was great and they got her put her priority to another place which i did appreciate but this poor gal would have been completely out of her plane ticket and everything else but hospital stepped up with that however the vendor dung dunged us dinged us wow talk about bad english dinged us for a traveler not taking assignment that was canceled by a hospital made no sense whatsoever but this is just the way they are they're on this big rampage and roll because they don't need us right now. There's so few jobs that vendors are saying, well, we'll just we'll just get rid of all these different companies, and then when we need them, we'll bring them all back again. But it's, it's tough practice, but it is what it is. But I want to explain to you guys why sometimes it feels like you're constantly being bullied by an agency to, to keep an assignment. It's for good reason. And the last thing I'll tell you guys right now is that we're now seeing some vendors are actually red flagging actual travelers. So if you are missing or you walk off of more than one assignment or even one assignment now, you're getting a red flag and you're not able to be submitted by any agency at all. You're done with that vendor. You're going to start limiting. And that's a big 
I think a big thing where it's actually the first time where they're saying, hey, maybe the travelers should not be allowed to work because they don't seem to be committed to the assignments. And now it's happened with this agency, with that same traveler, and now this agency, we're not going to accept that traveler with any agency going forward. So be really careful of that. That's not a bullying thing. Uh, it just means that you just got to be really careful. Make sure you want the assignment before you accept it. Don't sign it if you haven't researched the housing. If you're having some kind of weird vibe from the manager, listen to that. More than any other industry, you guys should absolutely be listening to that inner voice that says something's not making sense here in this assignment. Go with the one where you get the much, much more warm, fuzzy feeling from a manager. Even if it's paying less, you guys will thank me for that because it's a big deal. But just don't accept an assignment and then cancel it. You're killing everybody in the industry. You really, really, truly are. It's hurting everything. You're making rates go down and bill rates go up at the same time so um again i mean i've always had problems with with people that you know blame i've i've, I've been dinged I, I remember with a former company we got one of the big vendors one time and it was just murphy's law the first like five people that we placed with them like four of them two of them had literally gotten cancer themselves one of them had a major car accident and was out of nursing entirely, and something else very legitimately happened with a fourth. And they said, you've, you've canceled four to five. I'm like, yep, we have, and here's the reasons why, and we believe all four of those reasons. We haven't had a good enough time period. Well, we didn't, get, we didn't keep that vendor with that former company. I was kind of glad we didn't. They ended up being one of the lowest-paying vendors out there. But it was just kind of goes to show you that even on legitimate stuff, they're not buying it. They don't care. They, they, they're heartless. They don't care if you, if, you, you know, if you had cancer and you're going to go get, get chemotherapy for six months and you're going to be out of travel nursing. They're still dinging us for that, which is such a yucky part of this industry. I mean, there's just such a human element missing. And it's just one of the things that ah, I just don't like about it. It's, been, it's a tough, tough industry. It goes along with healthcare in general. You guys are tough as nails. Um, but it does spill over to everything that's that's travel healthcare as well. It means that they're expecting you guys to be tough and have that Marine Corps mentality. And I think for a lot of you, you do. But for some of you, if you don't have that mentality, please, 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 for everybody else in history, not just for yourself, think about if you really, really want that assignment before you accept it. Don't accept an extension. Don't cancel. Don't cancel early. Don't end early with legitimate reason. Have the assignment be something you're going to fulfill. I, I'm going to implore you for that. I think it's, one, it's going to be really important. For those of us that are trying to change and, and be difference makers in the industry and be disruptors, the one thing I would say to all of you out there is call out your travelers, your fellow travelers, when they do that. Say, hey, you're, you're hurting all of us because you know now that company has got another ding against them. I guarantee when we ask why their margins are getting thicker and thicker, you're part of the problem. The rest of the problem, as I already mentioned in the first part of this, greed and lack of transparency and else. But this is why I wanted to have this episode. I think you guys need to understand that it's – kind of a mutual thing you can't just point the finger one way i'm willing to look at what we do wrong and we do a ton of stuff wrong but there is a lot of things that we get hit with that i don't believe are our fault and it causes costs and margins to increase which absolutely which absolutely you know come down to hurting you so um the last i guess not the last thing one of the things i kind of want to address here is also that this is why more and more agencies are switching to hey we're not going to pay for your you know your PPD. We're not going to pay for all your, you know, to get another tighter drawn because they're trying their best to keep their margins thin and remain competitive. But you guys all know, listen to the nothing is free episode. Nothing is free. So the more a company pays for, it's coming out of your, your bottom line. It's not coming out of their bottom line. There's no company out there that says, hey, we're going to go ahead and pay for this license or get it, you know, get this ACLS and not have it be something that we're somehow already recovered. We're not that dumb. So an agency that does that, it's coming from somewhere. But I am seeing more and more companies that are saying, hey, we want to be fair to those that don't need it, so we're just offering the best rate. That's becoming legitimate because they're worried about having their margins be so thick that their pay rate offer and their, and their pay packages are, are very uncompetitive, which is what you guys are starting to really discern now. I'll pause here for a second and say what I love that I'm seeing is I think, and this is going to sound weird, lack of loyalty to companies that don't deserve to be loyal to you guys used to stick with a company and stick with a recruiter and, and stay with him or her and that agency through thick and thin because it was the one agency that hadn't done you wrong the least or who knows what, what word i'm trying to search for here nowadays there's more and more companies that were all kind of the same so you guys are in fact starting to chase that almighty dollar on the same assignment and i think good for you i think that has absolutely changed since we started travel evolved and i'd like to think that we're part of that that catalyst of making that sort of thing happen you guys are, are realizing that 
agencies are pretty much identical. We're cookie cutters for the most part. Some of us will take exception to that because we really are trying to do some things different and disrupt this industry. But you guys are figuring out that the dollar that you're getting paid is more important than the agency in which you're going through. It just doesn't make any sense. We don't do anything but offer insurance, credential you, and pay you weekly. If we're doing that better and higher than somebody else, then it, it's you guys are figuring out, which I'm so very, very proud. But when you ask an agency, when they when you you know get canceled once or twice or even a third time, and you want your agency to pay for your shift because the hospital guaranteed only two cancellations for the assignment or whatever the case is, again, those kinds of things, all the CFOs in the in, in the in the country out there are looking at saying, okay, here's where here's where our costs are increasing, and those all of those things are causing agencies' margins to get thicker. It's not just a swing of the, you know, there is greed involved. But I will also say most agencies and most CEOs don't want to have their recruiters sell the lowest paying pay package out there. That's a tough sell. You guys have some darn good recruiters. That's got to be a tough job. And somebody is, that person. On every assignment, there is a company that is truly the lowest paying out there. I, would, I don't envy that. That has got to be tough. So there isn't, I don't think, a CEO or, or an investor or a board of directors that wants that company to be in that position because it makes their, their profit model and their model in, in, their business model in general really difficult. Somebody is. So they're not trying to do that, but when you get are forced to constantly be footing the bill for everything from both sides, from the vendor side, from the hospital side, and now from the traveler side, it has its 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 consequences, and that is why the margins are increasing. It's not just that they're saying, I'm all greed. I think greed's involved, I said it already, but there are other things that, that come into play with that, and these kinds of things are, are some of those. When you ask an agency, hey, I've got a... I know I, I just got my ACLS a couple of months ago, and I didn't even talk to you guys then, but can you give me some money for that, and you just got it from your last company and that sort of thing, and you're getting double dipping? These all have repercussions, and all of the repercussions have to do with how much a traveler makes per hour on assignment. This is why it's so difficult to be on the agency side of things. And we actually, I don't usually pre-frame things, but we, we're, we're doing our newbie boot camp episode here soon. We do have an episode that says, you know, I think I don't know what it's called, but it's basically, you know, giving people the 36,000 foot view of starting their own company. I have always said, I think it is, there is plenty of room for good agencies out there. Matter of fact, I'd like to see some more good agencies come in that would force out some of the agencies that need to be forced out that either are, are new and just don't get it or have been here for a while and aren't changing. And I think you guys, the supply and demand of travelers is going to naturally take care of that. There's, there's always room for new blood in this industry. The problem is is that when it comes to traveler, and we're going to do an episode about this, and it's specifically geared for travelers that want to start their own company, but I'll pre-frame it a little bit by this way, saying that there's always an unrealistic understanding of what it takes to run an agency and these expenses. And what notoriously always happens is that travelers come in with really great concepts, great ideas, great intentions of what they want to do, and then real world hits. And they say, oh gosh, I guess I can't. Now I understand why agencies are the way they are, and now I'm one of them. Especially if that real reality hits them a year or two in where, they're, where they already have their company, they're very successful, and now they've got to start to increase their margins. It's, it's, you guys get mad. I used to love this company because they were traveler-owned or, or whatever, and now they're changing. Well, it's not that they're changing. It's that the industry and the way things work in our industry are forcing them to have a reality check and they need to make sure that they stay in business, which means they're going to start to reduce the traveler pay. It's the way it works. And it's disheartening for those people that had these great intentions, but it's across the board. I cannot think of a company that doesn't do it that way. Like I said, I think in the last episode, you guys tell me the best or most successful companies out there, the biggest, the most successful, the ones you guys go to that are traveler owned. I can't think of one because they don't survive because it doesn't work. This model works. It's, it sucks. It stinks. But the only option for me was to say, how do we take a model that we know works that we're forced to have and all these different expenses that have to have to be incorporated and that come up out of the blue. But how do we reduce our margin? so that we can still offer the highest pay rate. And that's when the recruiterless model popped in. It's gotta be that way and it just made so much sense with being 20, you know, 2019 going into 2020 that this was the only way we knew how to do it at that time. There'll be other ways going forward, but those ways don't include 
having the hospital pay a higher bill rate, having a vendor take less of a margin, or having a traveler take less of a pay. This was the way to do it, and this is why it's catching on. That's why so many of you are now saying, yeah, go ahead and either send me that link or I'll jump on iTunes or Google Play and let me just see what you got. And it's, it's interesting because the jobs are so low right now that it's, it's, it's tough. But we've got some great analytics that show that a lot of people are downloading our app and they're just kind of hanging on to it. If, if the rates don't make sense right now, they're not getting rid of the app, which is super smart. They're keeping their notifications turned on. They're checking out. They're taking a look at the pulse of the rates and the location they want to go. And, and they're deciding, okay, now it's time for me or I'll take this assignment. They're deciding. Nobody knows more than you about what makes sense to you than you do. So, listen, guys, I don't think agencies are set out to to try to be evil. I don't think agencies set out to be greedy. I think it ha things like that can oftentimes rear their ugly head as time goes by based upon a lot of different concepts. But today I really wanted to just briefly talk and, and admit what we do terrible and then hopefully allow you to finish this episode and hear some of the things that I think that we don't do badly that I do believe are traveler founded. There are problems in this industry that are traveler based. Matter of fact, we saw it the last time we went through an inflationary crisis back, like I say, in 2007 to 2010, some of the best travelers stopped traveling and what was left were some of the worst travelers that couldn't get a job back at their home facility. And it was a constant barragement of this traveler stinks, this traveler stinks, this traveler stinks because 50% of the best travelers weren't traveling. So it was very apparent that we were left with some of the worst travelers who had no choice but to travel because they had either issues on a license or burnt their bridge. Now, not, not all of you, but it was very similar. So I'm kind of keeping my eye open for that t right now because it does seem like a lot of really strong travelers have said, hey, right now it's not for me. But this is what's interesting is that now when, when the, the pool of travel healthcare professionals has somewhat of a different footprint on it is when we're getting hit and dinged the most because agencies are tired of it, hospitals are tired of it, but in my opinion, they're focusing their attention on the wrong culprit. It's not the agency's fault that travelers quit assignments. You can't push an agency to force a traveler to to stay. It's what creates that bully mentality, and then it, it it's, it's tough on the agency. How do you bully somebody and expect them to want to continue to work for you? They don't. They leave. There's no loyalty in the industry right now, which is a wonderful thing, but forcing an agency to do more than what's what they should be doing to have a traveler stay or accept an assignment just because they sign a piece of paper to me is the wrong direction. And that's not your fault. That's, that's vendors and hospitals fault, but I think they should look at that because it really isn't fair, especially now when it seems like a lot of tr people have said, Hey, I'm not going to travel right now. I've got the ability to be able to hold off or I can do some things. I have some options. I'm a traveler that has lots of options besides just traveling. And that's what we're seeing currently. Some prognostication. I still will stand by the fact that I absolutely believe things are going to pick up here this fall. It is it is early fall. And I'm saying fall. I'm talking about you know into Thanksgiving uh, time where I, I think we're going to see some uh, a pickup of you know not necessarily the bill rates being higher, but just more positions, more options, which means less competition for you guys. So don't get discouraged. If you're using a recruiterless model or something unique, treat yourself like a recruiter would do. Just only be nicer and. You know, saturate the market with yourself. Here I just said, don't go to a bunch of places. But if you get an offer, I would say jump on that offer. Don't get seven or eight offers and then do this for three, you know, with a bunch of people. If you are going to get an offer, try to take the offer you get. And I almost would say grab the first one. If you chose to go in front of the position, it must be something that you felt was worthwhile. I think a lot of you are doing that. A lot of you guys are not waiting for, you know, the bird in the hand sort of thing. You're taking what's, what's coming your way, and I think that's really smart right now. You guys know the industry. You guys know the market. You guys know what's best for you. And I think that in, all, in general, that's what's changing the industry a lot around. And, and in defense of agencies, you know, unfortunately, um, I think some of those callous, kind of emotionless, firm agencies out there are going to be forced to, to take a look at the way that they handle things. They're going to have to take a look at their margins. I've always said that. This Our country, and especially this industry, is founded by supply and demand. And you guys, we don't talk about this a lot in Travel Evolve. We talked about the need for healthcare travelers and the demand, the bill rates, and that sort of thing. But it also the other way around. You know, agencies come and go and are, are just as much of a dime a dozen as, as anything else, which means that you guys have choices. And I believe that if you start holding your agency accountable for pay and making sure that they're paying top dollar and you start going to those companies that are, I mean, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, I would say go for the top company. I hope it's me. 
If it's not, which would be shocking, if I don't have that assignment, go with somebody else. But you should be taking the job with the highest paying company. Uh, again, tell me a reason why you wouldn't. If, it, if, it's, if everything else is exactly the same, why would you give that money to someone who's making commission when you can just do the same thing yourself? You guys are already doing that anyway, aren't you? You're the ones finding your own job. So eh, I kind of sold a little bit on this one. I, I couldn't help it. It's hard to talk about being in defense of agencies without at some point and beating them up with saying that we're doing things better. I, I think there's room. So if you're interested, we're going to have that episode here in about three or four minutes. I think we've got three parts to the um, newbie boot camp. I think there's another one that we've recorded that uh, hasn't been released yet or they're asking me to record between now and then. But that's coming up, and then we're going to definitely delve into starting your own agency. And I think there's some things that I just want to point out. I, I, I'm going to kind of talk you out of it in that episode because I think more of you need to be aware of the pitfalls of it. But if you understand the pitfalls and you still want to go for it, then at the end of that episode, I'm going to say welcome aboard because you're going to be fine. You just got to get through some of that stuff and really think about, uh, understand the numbers that, that give you a good concept of what you can and what you cannot do. What's going to be forced to be, you know, you're going to be hit with from vendors, from travelers, and from hospitals themselves are going to be hitting you fines left and right. And it all comes to us. When's the last time a vendor find a, a facility? They don't. When's the last time a vendor find a traveler? They don't. They can put them on a list. Hospitals can say we're not going to work with them, but there's no money being fined from a agency. I'm sorry, from a vendor to a traveler. And even though agencies threaten it, you guys tell me if you've been actually fined. If you if you're leaving that company, I mean, it's they'd have to take it to small claims court. It's a tough thing to do, and I'm I'm personally not going to do it. I'll tell you that right now. Um, it just stinks when it happens. There's not much we can do. We just won't work with that traveler again. So our fine would be the same thing as everybody else's, and that is that we're just not going to, you know, do me once, shame on you, do me twice, shame on me kind of thing. And that's that's real. So do know that too. If you love your company, don't don't get them get one up on them because you, they won't love you back. And next thing you know, you're going to be limited to working for those high margin, low paying companies. So it's a reality. And um, anyway, guys, wow. What a beautiful day. No no jets and fighter pilots went by. We didn't even have a helicopter, I don't think. So it's been a pretty good recording, I guess. I'm going to catch you guys next time on Travel Evolve, and I appreciate you listening. appreciate you subscribing. Tell all your friends about us. Go back and listen to all these episodes. If you heard something today that didn't make sense and we've talked about it previously, go back and look at those titles. Guys, I appreciate it. We'll catch you next time on Travel Evolved.